Shit is nice and bubbly. Yeah, the most infamous. The most infamous. <laughs> yeah, man. Back on the block. <laughs> Back in the building. <laughs> Doing it big as always. Yeah, man. The most infamous podcast in podcasting history. Yeah. Super duty. Tough work. Yes. Yeah. Last week was fun. Yeah, man. It cracked off. It cracked. Views was up. Way up. You know, follows was all up. the way up. <laughs> Nothing can stop me. I'm all, all the way, way up. up. Yeah, man. Listeners all the way up. Yeah. You yep. know, reviews and likes. Yeah. But nah, it feels good. The love. The love. Know, the the love, love is awesome. But the yeah, love. last week, man, it, w- it went down. Those who missed it, you got to go back and catch yeah. them bars, man. <laughs> catch all of them. It was a lot of bars being dropped last week. Yeah. A rare, a rare guest on the on the Super Duty Tough Work yeah. uh, podcast. But not the last. Not the last. You know, we got you know? new gear now. You know. Capabilities. We got options. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Features. <laughs> you know. Preamps and whatnot. What not. You know. Inputs and, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man, but yeah, it's been real. How you been, man? I've been all right, man. I've been cool. I've been cool. Yeah, you know. You know, don't want to commit murder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Logic almost had to put hands on the kids, you know, but... Wilding out, man. We can't even talk about that on the podcast. It's just, yeah, teenagers, man. Parenting moments. Yeah, parenting moments. (laughs) You gotta smack a little motherfucker sometimes, man. (laughs) I believe it at that. Spare not the rod, my brother. (laughs) Right. Spare not the rod. Right. Right. (laughs) Ain't no rod being spared. Nah, as the Bible said, it ain't your fault. (laughs) That shit older than all of us, man. Right. That's real life. Spare not the rod. That's real, man. (laughs) It's a beautiful day out. It looks beautiful. I ain't been out there yet, but it looks it looks awesome. Yeah, it's supposed to be like this tomorrow too. I think I'ma get up early and go snap some some photos. Oh, where? Get my photo snapping on. Nice. You know, build them skills. Trying to, man. Yeah, I gotta do some video stuff tomorrow, man. For this project, I'm working with my guy Kojo. Okay. I'll do that probably in the morning. Just yeah. like some behind the scenes b-roll right shooting right. you know yeah yeah you know my little mission do that and uh yeah i hope it is nice tomorrow yeah it's supposed to be like 50 52 or something 52 that, degrees man. yeah no rain we right we right on the cusp of spring right like we, i think what we have like maybe four snow days that's it no snow this year it was hardly no snow i love it yeah it was beautiful <laughs> yeah i'm so with it yeah like i'm hoping it don't like snow in april uh-huh <sighs> You know what I'm saying? Like, this Ohio, man. Mm. And everything's shifting. Like, you never fucking know. Mm. I'm ready to come out to cocoon, though. I'm right. ready. Yeah. I'm like, I can feel it. Yeah, I'm ready for them 55, 60 degree days. Yes. You know, all sun, <sighs> all clouds. I got to get my body right, man. I got to get fit, man. Yeah. I feel like I need to tighten up. You know, get it right and tight. Yeah. I ain't been on my shit this winter. Yeah, I'm I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> Me and the wife, we're doing, we doing we like doing this cleanse. Uh, we started this cleanse where like you basically you make these smoothies. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, you yeah, make yeah. the smoothies and you know with yeah. the kale and the juicing, the fruits and the juices. Yes. So we've been do trying that. to do that. You know, like doing two of those in the morning. You know, for breakfast and lunch, and then having a sensible, you yes. know, meal with no meat. Yes, I'm um, doing all vegetables. So we've been trying to work on that, man. And yeah. Uh, yeah. sound like it's a struggle. A little bit, a little bit. Um, <laughs> like yeah, we were trying. Yeah, we're, I mean, like well. we did. We we went we went a week hard. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like we went a hard week. You yeah. know, a hard seven days. <laughs> and then like she fucked up and was like, "I need some chicken wings." 
<laughs> I was like, can we bake them, babe? Come on, can we at least bake them? Yeah, okay, just fry them. Yeah, okay, She's like, nope, I'm going to Roosters and it's going down. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm a firm believer in the balance of it, though. Like, nothing's wrong with, like, a, if you have, if you know that it's just that. Right. And you're going to go back to your routine. That's mm. okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to have something to look forward to, some kind of reward. Right. If you're not seeing the reward day to day. You know what It was saying? all downhill from there, though, dog. Oh, really? It, <laughs> it, was, it was all bad. That was it. It was bad. I mean, like, we, we kind of, we started back today, honestly. Okay. And, um, yeah, but after them chicken wings, like, it was... <laughs> It was bad for both of us. Macaroni and cheese. Yeah, it just got real. You know what I'm saying? Mashed Burgers. Potatoes. Yeah, we was going out to, you know, restaurants. Coleslaw. Yeah, it was it was it got serious. Buffet. Mad pasta, mad carbs. <laughs> bread. You know, breads and <laughs> yeah, it just got bad. So I was like, you know, we gotta, you know. Get right, man. Get right. You know, it's it was rough out here, man. It's real rough. Health wise, yeah. young people's getting taken up out of here. Yeah. Okay. Young ages having heart attacks. Come on. You know. High cholesterol and strokes and shit. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not with that. Nah. I'm not with that, man. I don't want nobody looking at I mean, I went to a funeral last week, bro. Last you know? week? Yeah, Thursday. Dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A cousin of mine passed. He was in his early 60s, you know, okay. but, you know, he had been healthy, unhealthy. I don't want to say unhealthy. He had been, he had diabetes his whole adult life. Okay. And struggling with that and, you know, the complications of that. And that, that shit will just, the longer it hangs over your head, the harder it is. Right. And the more severe the, you know, the the consequences are. Right. And, and how it compromises your body. And, you know, I don't I don't want nobody to have to look after me. Right. Me neither. That's, that's the thing. Like, every day you make a decision about what your future is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, what I'm eating now is to protect, you know. I'm looking out for the 50-year-old print. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, the 40-year-old print is like, nah, fam. (laughs) (laughs) 50-year-old print told me not to eat that. Right. Because he still want to do fly shit. Right, right, right. You know? So so 50-year-old print is always talking over my shoulder like, nah, fam, put that down. (laughs) Nah. Don't do that. Yeah. Didn't you do that yesterday? Right. What up with them push-ups, though, fam? I'm gonna need to look right when I'm when I'm coming to pitch yeah, it. It's you know? a nice day. Pull that bike out. Right. What's with that bike? It's collecting dust. <laughs> I need you to protect that body before you hand that baton off to me. Right. You right. know. So fifty year old me is always in my ear, like, hey, bruh. I feel that. So I try to listen and invest now because you know it's just it's hard, man. The best health care is a uh, diet and exercise. Yeah, man. that's it. Yeah, because that keeps you away from the doctor. Get your yearly checkup. Oh. You know, and that's all you really need. Totally, totally. And in America, we're so blinded to it sometimes because it's like we're trying to normalize fatness so much. Yeah, like it's a world of excess, man. Like it's a country of excess. Yeah. You know, everything is more, 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 bigger, bigger, bigger. Yeah, there's something dangerous about that. Like if you say you don't want to be fat, well, first, if you say you fat, somebody gonna cheer you on. Right. Yeah, fat so. Right. Somebody, you, somebody gonna pump you up. You still sexy though. Right. <laughs> Don't lose that weight, dog. Right. I like you better fat. Right. You know, it's like, okay, well, what about my fucking health? Right. What about 50 year old me? Yeah. What about this heart that's pumping all this blood right. through all this fatness? Right. You, you know? know how hard it is to get up out of bed every day with my back fat just hanging there like a fucking weighted vest? <laughs> right. For real. That's just not cool. Yeah, it's not. You know, so so you got to not be so quick to, to normalize it. I know the same thing. A lot of women, people do that with women a lot. You know, it's like mm-hmm. the struggle to be healthy and the struggle to be sexy 
it seems to me like right now is getting politicized on some let's just make being overweight normal right and men should just be okay with that mm-hmm. uh, for themselves and for their partner and sometimes like you know what this is not life this is not the way it's supposed to be right. you know 200 years ago you didn't have people our size right. you know what I'm saying like Americans were not as the, the obesity mortal obesity didn't exist in America 200 years ago right. because the, you know the, 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 the industry of food was different people yeah. lived off the land mm-hmm. you didn't have you know all the chemicals and all the yeah. additives and preservatives and everybody all that was eating shit. organic yeah because that's all that was available. That's all it was. Everything was organic yeah, anyway. There was no such thing as fast food 200 years ago. Right. You know? And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's wild now, man. It's so normalized. So I just try to try to just do my thing. Right. Wake up and just say, you know what? I got to thank 30-year-old me for, you know what I'm saying? Right. For keeping for his doing body it, right. For doing it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah he did me right. Me right. fast of a time. You know what I'm saying? So it's 40-year-old me's turn to like, all right, fam. We hold this thing down to a fifty-year-old. We come in and pick up that torch. Right. I want him to be mad at me. Right. <laughs> be cussing you out. Yeah. Hey, you bitch-ass motherfucker. <laughs> Your forty-year-old ass. Why you treat this motherfucking chicken? body like this? Yeah. You knew I was gonna need this shit, dog. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like it's like driving a car and bringing it back on empty. Right. It is. It is. That's why they charge you extra for that at the rental shop. <laughs> right. Right. You know. So I don't want to do that to myself. Yeah. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you, sir. Well, this week, man, the topics. Yes. 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 Seizing yes. opportunities. Seizing them things. Uh. Yeah. You know, I've seen someone seize an opportunity right in front of me this week. Hey, you know, sometimes it happens. You, you know, know it I mean? wasn't when I thought it was going to happen. Right. But he, he did it. Right. You know, right. word on a little bird told me last night, you know, <laughs> word. my word. guy, Elogic, uh, he, you know, he's been on his, on his hustle this year and he's uh, about to have a booking agent. Yes. Which is my booking agent. Yes. Yes. You know, which uh, is dope. Yes. You know, because I know that they're good people and they also book, you know, my guy Count Base D mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, soon to be booking other people that I know. Right. And it's and it's good to see that, like, even though I thought he could have done it earlier. Right. He was preparing, putting things in place and, and trying to do it at a time that made sense for him. And there's things that were going on behind the scenes that maybe allowed this to happen, too, that I heard. And uh, we're going to talk about seizing opportunities today. Word, word, word. Because a lot of people have, you know, they, they feel like there's not enough opportunity. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the world lacks opportunity as much as it lacks people who see it. Right. The looking for it, you know, wanting to have opportunity to seize is right. a completely different thing. There's there's a fine line between opportunity and a problem. Right. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. Hell yeah, it is. Because somebody's opportunity could be somebody else's problem. Come on now. Yeah. Like, I, I read a book maybe four or five years ago. It was called Problems or Opportunities. It was like a little ebook on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It was real short, but that was the concept of the book. It was like, it was a free book on Amazon, and it was basically saying, like, the there's really no difference mm-hmm. except our perspective right. and how we see a, an opportunity or a problem. Some people see problems and they think, this is fucked up. Somebody needs to fix that. Right. And then keep walking. Keep walking away. <laughs> yeah. Call me back when it's fixed. Right, right. Another person sees a problem and says, you know what? I'm going to fix that. Right. There's an opportunity for me to step in, fix that, and take advantage of the situation and use it for the better. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're going to talk about seizing opportunities today. And, uh, you know, we'll be right back. Word. 
We got you stuck off the realness The most infamous, you heard of us Official podcast murderers The show comes equipped with few points to share Grown man ideas for all those who care And wanna grow, so go ahead and download Every single week with a brand new episode You're not alone in this world, cousin So we share information and honest discussion And keep repping the culture like we supposed to They spread gossip, but they never come closer I can hear it inside their tone They talk about the industry, but never left their home You get laced up with bullet points and such Plus empowering topics that they never would touch You can put your whole network against the team But Super Duty Tough Works, the MVP Most valuable podcast on MP3 Priceless info, but all of it's free So take these words home and think them through Super Duty Tough Work is coming at you You are now listening to Super Duty Tough Work With your host, Blueprint Raw and uncut Adult conversations no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Mm. Yeah. Back on the block. Woo! Like we never left, man. Yeah, that's how that's how we do. You know what I'm saying? Who 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 does more infamous podcasts than us, man? There is there are none. I don't think so, man. I, we have we are without peer. <laughs> without peer. <laughs> In the podcasting space. <laughs> so, yeah, we're talking about opportunities. Seizing opportunities. Seizing opportunities. Yes. Yeah. So, as we talked about briefly in the first segment, Elogic, I have a booking agent, mm-hmm. and Elogic uh, now has a booking agent or is yeah. about to have a booking about agent. About to have a booking and agent. And I'll tell you how this kind of happened. So, I was talking to, so three years ago, yeah. uh, we did the Bend But Don't Break tour. Yes. And I, I had just signed with my booking agent then. And for those who don't know, a booking agent is who is the first point of contact for touring. They hand, they are basically the bridge between you and venues and promoters. Mm-hmm. Now, for many years, I booked myself. Prior to that, I had another booking agent who was booking a lot of the Rhyme Sayers people. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I started working with the booking agent I have now. And, you know, I've got a great relationship with them. So when we did the Bimba Don't Break tour, in my mind, it was like, okay, yeah, a logic should start touring should be represented by them and you know we had talked about it loosely mm-hmm. i know there was some interest there but illogic didn't really do didn't really pull the trigger at that time it I didn't did work not. out yeah. you know what i'm saying and i was i would always bust his chops about that like <laughs> motherfucker what the fuck is wrong with you yes why are you not hitting my guy up right right why right. are you not making this work you need this you don't have it you're doing it yourself right and he was like well you know i want the time to be right x y and z but but in terms of talking about seizing opportunities, we want to talk about like five strategies mm-hmm. and things that matter and how you do that. And the first strategy, which we just kind of touched on, is analyze your relationships. Yes. Analyze your relationships. Many times you don't see opportunities because you have not analyzed the people around you. That is true. You have people who have talents, skills, occupations, mm-hmm. hobbies, and you don't even know or correspond with them about these things. Yeah. Or you don't even know they got them. You didn't know they had them. Right, yeah. right. And a lot of times you don't know is because we're so selfish in society. Sometimes mm-hmm. we talk about ourselves or we don't talk at all. Yeah. And sometimes it's cool to take some time and look at what someone, what someone else is doing. Like, oh, really? You go to their Facebook page. You see things you never thought. Oh, right. wow. I didn't know my man was an ill photographer. Oh, I didn't know my man was ill on the whatever the fuck skill they have. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or I know she could do that. I know she was into that. But the, the, the point is analyze 
your relationships because you may not even know because it hasn't come to it yet, but these same people with these same skills, more than likely, who are your friends, will be willing to help you right. and create opportunity for you right. at the intersection between your skills and their skills. Yep. And this is a perfect example of where I saw it because I'm like, hey, I got an agent. This is my man. He's already been on the tour. Mm-hmm. Right. We slept at my booking agent's house. Like yeah. We've hung out there. We all know each other. We're all cool. So mm-hmm. now this is what uh what should happen in my mind because i w- i'm obviously this is my friend so i want him to take advantage of this too right because right, i know it'll right. make his life easier but you know sometimes we think that people are going to just walk up with us or we don't see or we're not paying attention because we're just busy right but yeah. but seeing uh opportunities is not possible unless you can see uh the relationships that you have accurately right and i completely agree i mean you know when when you introduce me you know back then um it just wasn't time for me yet you know because dealing with having family having kids having like i have to have my shit like kind of yeah. you know lined up to where everything is cool when i do leave um and you know just with the success that i've had with my records from last year with what i'm looking forward to doing this year it was time for me to, you know, because I yeah. asked you for his number again, what yeah. about maybe three or four months ago? Yeah. And I hit him up around Christmas initially, you know, or Thanksgiving. And he was out. Of, he was out of the country. So we've been talking really, you know, back and yeah. forth for the last few months. You know, so I've really been seeing like this year I had already planned on like this is what I'm going to do. And I really would like a booking agent to help me take care of those things. And I've always seen the opportunity and I know it's always been there and especially watching what, you know, y'all's relationship grow more because I think the Bimba Don't Break tour, was that the second thing that he did? the second one, yep. Yeah, it was he the did, second uh, tour that he did for you. Yep, first one he did was deleted scenes. Okay, yeah. And, uh, yep, and then uh, Bimba Don't Break. Yeah, so, you know, and just over the years, just watching y'all's relationship, watching what he has done for you, um, just seeing that, you know, it's like, okay, this is the guy that I want to go with, you know, because I've had the opportunity, you know, actually um, um, there was another booking agent that I, you know, had the opportunity to work with that did me and Carnage's tour. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just things didn't work out at the time for that to happen. Um, and, he, and he's a great booking agent, great dude as well. But I think this more fits what I need and more fits my just my trust level and knowing I, I'd rather be with a booking agent that has the. um the wherewithal to concentrate on me. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. And, and that I have a real relationship with. And I know somebody that I'm close to has a real relationship with to where I feel like I can trust them because you trust them. See? You know what I mean? So, again, analyzing the, the <laughs> you know, your relationships because I'm watching y'all's relationship. And that makes me have faith in him. Even though I know who he is, we don't really have a working relationship like that. Exactly. But the fact that you my dude, you my mans. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I know how y'all work. It's like it's a no brainer. Yeah. And I wouldn't give you no bullshit. Right. You know, I trust you, man. I trust you. <laughs> I trust you. You hold me down. Been holding yeah, me down man. for years. Exactly. So analyze your relationships. If you're at home and you feel like, man, you know. Ain't nothing popping. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you do, whether it's your career, whether you're in the in the in the uh, corporate area, right. whether you're self-employed, whether you're an artist, you know, whatever you do with your talent, opportunity, our opportunities are a function of our relationships. And so, as they say, uh, your network is your net worth. <laughs> That's so real. It's real, right? Your <laughs> yeah. network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. Never forget that. People who 
seem to constantly get opportunities are people who are plugged into the most networks. Right. Their social network, be it their friends on Facebook, be it their Twitter followers. Every single person, you know, is a person who may or may not have an opportunity for you. Right. And, and one that you can take advantage of should you have a skill or something that they need at that point in time. Or they might know somebody that has what you need. Exactly. That's why you stay close and stay plugged into your your circle. So you can say, hey, I'm looking for this. Anybody know somebody that can do this? And somebody, one of your friends might be like, well, I can do that. You exactly. Know or my cousin does that. Or, you know, you never know. You never know. It's totally true. Yep. So that's number one strategy. Analyze your relationships. Yes, sir. Uh, Number two. Want to want to hop on number two? Okay, number two way to take advantage of opportunities is to see the angles. Yes, yes. See the angles. You have to be able to take a step back sometimes and see what's really there. Many times when it comes to opportunities, many people miss them because they look a lot like problems. Right. Right. You know, there's not there's a fine line, as we said, earlier. there's a fine line between an opportunity and a problem. And most people are sitting on the side of problem. Yes. And, and because they can't see the angle, they can't see how to fix that problem, how to exploit that problem for the opportunity that is inside of it. You know, I'll go into like once I changed my mindset to where I was looking at opportunities as problems. Mm-hmm. I started making way more money right and i'll give you an example so like one example is like um like my last book mm-hmm. my last book was about a bunch of shows that were awful right you know it's called what a night a book about the worst shows of my career i didn't come up with the concept for that book i had started talking about it on twitter about having bad shows in general and some fans were like yo man you know and, and to me, these shows were like so awful that you wouldn't want to talk about. Right. Them. I wouldn't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's not something you want to tell people. You know? Right. They were problems. I was at mind. some of those. Shows. Yes. You yes. were there right next to me. <laughs> they were bad. Yes. Really bad. Some of them were really bad. But they're all kind of funny and bizarre. Right. Right. And other people love the stories. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that at the time because I was busy looking at it as a problem. So mm-hmm. I couldn't see the opportunity in front of me. And so um, eventually when people started telling me about that. I started thinking, oh, shit, is this is this what I had been reading about? Mm-hmm. Is this what I've been hearing about, about seizing, you know, opportunities, you know, by by understanding that all problems have an inherent prop uh, uh, opportunity inside of them. Mm-hmm. And that's when I saw it. I was like, yo, I sat down at night. I wrote a uh, outline of all the stories I could remember. Uh-huh. And I was like, yo, how many of these can I remember uh, well enough to tell the stories and would be funny? And the next thing you know, I had 10, 15 stories that right. were all great. And I wrote the book in like three weeks. I sat on every day for like four to eight hours, wrote every day, edited every day. A month later, I had a book. People love the book. But the book would have never been written, which helped me, you know, create a better relationship with my fans, create something that they enjoyed that never would have happened had I not been able to see uh, the opportunity in that problem and seize the opportunity. And shit like that makes you human to your fans because every show ain't sold out. 
Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Every show ain't, you know, everybody all rah-rah and, you know, I can't wait to see print. Like, some shows are fucked up, man. Yes, yes. The good and the bad. <laughs> the good and the bad and the ugly, you know? <laughs> like, sometimes it's real bad. Real, real bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's my favorite book of yours. Thank you. Know, you. It's so mine, far. too. Like, yeah. to me, I think it's, like, my first, like, complete yeah. book where yeah. it's like, okay, this one is totally, like, it's bigger than, like, the other ones. The others are kind of specific about smaller things this one's like oh anyone can like this book right yeah you don't even have it's, to be a fan of mine to like this book right it's just some funny stories yeah. you know basically you know what i mean it's just yeah. funny stories you know and all because we saw the angles yeah. and the same thing for your situation like obviously you're saying you couldn't take advantage of that time because your family you had to have that situated right you saw it though yeah oh yeah in 2013 you I, saw it yeah I've, that's why i've been keep watching you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's why i've been watching i've been watching this scope and yeah. like all right this relationship is still going okay yeah. 60 cities this this week this year all right work yeah <laughs> the boys working yeah 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 yeah. i've been watching man taking notes yeah you know? so seeing the angles that it's, it's very important and now when his situation was better mm-hmm. he was able to say okay let me reach out yeah take advantage of my relationships (laughs) right right this opportunity yeah he analyzes relationships (laughs) like number one you know and then he saw the angle and he reached out said boom all right you know and and it all worked out yeah you know which is dope uh oh let me share something too that's crazy wild it's like i talked to them uh yesterday i think it was yesterday and i talked to them and you're talking about how they were trying to sign they had something happen where they're like okay we can sign one new artist this year Mm -hmm. and then you know the other person who they were trying to sign didn't Uh, didn't finish didn't dragging her feet uh, see i did not even know that see and then so then as that was going on you were showing initiative Mm -hmm. and see you didn't even know this behind the scenes it's crazy how you never know you didn't even know you were stepping in taking advantage of an opportunity Mm -hmm. that someone else didn't didn't take advantage didn't of. take advantage of yeah. you know and, and they don't have that in place now and that you did it and because you did it at that time mm. you know uh, you ended up winning mm. you never know what could be going on behind the scenes or a door could be opening or could be just opening and they'd be waiting for somebody right, the right. Time, you know the times when the agent's like you know what yeah we we don't work with that artist anymore can we pick up another artist this year? yeah okay cool what do you think what do you think what do you think and then mm. What about a logic? Yeah, logic. I've been talking to a logic. Yeah. You know what? Is that going to work out with that person? No. Okay. Well, let's holler at that man, a logic. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, yeah, it all works out, man. So like, you know, seizing opportunities, man. Yeah, and I think I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it also helped that I was hitting him up. You know, what oh, I'm that's saying? what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's a it, the timing. The timing is, was is beautiful. Perfect. Like yeah. you were showing initiative, professionalism. Mm. You saw the angle. Mm. You had the relationship already, and then when it all was time to work out. When the opportunity presented itself, yep. boom. As they say, you know, uh, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Yes. And then prepping for for a while <laughs> for this opportunity. And it just it happened perfect. Perfect timing. Yeah, so. yeah. So uh that's number two. And uh we'll take a quick break. Word. Over the last several months, as the podcast has been growing, people have been asking how they can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast. Well, here's three simple ways to support the podcast. Number one, spread the word. This is the easiest and most effective way to support the podcast. In fact, it's free and doesn't cost you a thing. So there's no reason not to do it. If you're listening to us and like what we do, 
please take a couple of seconds and share the podcast on your social media pages. So whether you have Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, it's highly likely that you've got some friends who share similar interests and tastes and would dig the podcast too. That helps bring more listeners to the podcast and it helps us grow. The second way you can help support Super Duty Tough Work is to comment and rate. Now, if you're on iTunes or you have an iTunes account, give your boys that five-star rating. We need that. The more five-star ratings and comments we have, the higher our show ranks and the easier it becomes for people to find it. If you're on SoundCloud, there's a heart icon next to each episode on the left side. That's the like button. Hit that like button while you're listening. Also, add a comment while you're listening and join the discussion. All feedback is welcome. The third way you can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast, the most valuable podcast on planet Earth, is to support our music. As you know, Illogic and I are artists. We both put out albums. Illogic makes albums. Buy his albums. I make albums and books. Anytime you support our music, you are supporting the making of the show. You can find my music, books, and t-shirts at waitlist.net. That's the word, waitlist.net. Go there, pick up something, and know that what you spent your money on is an investment back into creative projects like Super Duty Tough Work. In fact, I have a sale going on right now where you can get all three of my books for just $25. I'll even sign the books for you if you request it in your order form. So there you have it. That's three separate ways you can support the podcast. The first two cost you nothing. We thank you for your support already. Back to the show. Yeah. Back, back in the place. <laughs> back in the place. Yeah, man. Word up, word up, word up, word up. Opportunities, man. Yeah, season them Johns. Knocking on they that knocking. ass. <laughs> Who is it? Opportunity. <laughs> yeah, bitch, come on in. Open that door. Open that door. You know it's unlocked. <laughs> Been waiting for you all day. Right, I'm sitting here trying not to leave the house. Right. I heard you was coming through. <laughs> Right, right. You know you ain't got a knock. Right, you better come on in. <laughs> Fuck your ass Bring your sexy ass <laughs> on in. Exactly. <laughs> I've been waiting. I got dinner on the stove. Right, this is going down. Yeah, man. So we talking about how to seize opportunities and, and, and five strategies. I think it should be five. However, you know, we gave you the first two, and now we're going to hit you with the third strategy. Numero trace. Which we've kind of touched on, but we're going to talk about it officially this time. And the third strategy for taking advantage of opportunities is to prepare yourself behind the scenes. Yes. Prepare yourself. A lot of times people don't have the ability to take advantage of an opportunity because they haven't put themselves in a position prior to that. Right. We talked about it with a logic briefly where we talked about how even though he had met his booking agent in 2013, right after I'd started working with him, he didn't feel like he had his 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 life in order, his right. job in, in situation or to be gone enough to take advantage of it until now. Between then and now, 
He felt he was getting things in order. He was getting things tight with his wife, with his kids, with his career, whatever he had to do with his music, getting mm-hmm. his releases lined up to where he could take advantage of that opportunity. He might have had it earlier, but he wasn't in a position. All right. I saw it. He saw it. <laughs> he saw <laughs> the it. angle. Yeah, I saw it. He just couldn't get in there. Right, uh, he right. couldn't get in, you know. Right. And now he now that he now that he's prepared himself, that's what happened. And so, you know, we talked about previously, you know, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Yes. People think you're lucky just because you get so many good things popping, but really, if you weren't prepared, nothing would pop. All right. You know, like say, oh, this this artist came out of nowhere. No, they didn't. Yeah, they've been working on forever. Preparing. Yeah, preparing for that moment. Yeah, preparing for that moment. When that moment came, mm-hmm. they had all the music, all the art, all their craft was sharp. Their blade was sharp when the opportunity came. And that's why I say number three is prepare behind the scenes. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that how much work it takes to get to the point where. You know, just thinking about last night where you're winning a Grammy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Where you're performing on the Grammy stage. Like it, you know, as much as the Grammys sometimes are bullshit. This year, I thought with with some of the nominees and the way, you know, De La Soul got nominated for the first Grammy. That's dope. Yeah. They got nominated for a Grammy and best rap album. Yeah. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? Like that's super fresh, you know, and, you know, just watching last night. And I was thinking about that. Especially watching Chance the Rapper on the Grammys last night and thinking about, you know, because I've been following him since really the beginning of his career, you know, yeah. when when uh, the 10 day mixtape came out and just knowing all of the work that he's put in to get to that point and and on top of maintaining his independence as a you know artist, just all the work that he's done, he's prepared himself to where his Grammy performance is probably going to be remembered at least till next year. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it was one of the best performances of the night. And it's something that he's been preparing himself for, you know, for the last five years, at least, you know, yep. five, six years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to anyone out there, no matter what your craft is, my advice to you is to use this time to prepare. Mm-hmm. Use whatever time that you feel you aren't seeing enough opportunity to prepare for the opportunity that you know will cross your path right. in the future. Because if you're not prepared there's no point in even having an opportunity presented to you. Yeah, because when the opportunity is there, you ain't going to be able to take advantage of it because you ain't ready. <laughs> exactly. You're yeah. not dope enough at what you do to take advantage. And people do not associate you with that thing enough mm-hmm. to, to to slide it across your table. You know, put yeah. that plate on your table. Like, yeah. here you go. Yeah. It, it do you work. want this? Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, we talk about practicing your skill, practicing your craft, whatever it may be. This is for no matter what you do. Put in your work. Yeah. There's no shortcuts, man. None at all. Everybody that you believe is successful out there simply because someone gave them a good look. It's not true. Mm-hmm. They probably had hundreds or thousands of looks that failed right. to pan out. And then this one popped off. And that's the one you saw. Right. You know, I'm any lucky. Why such as just do a record with them? Yeah. They ain't even dope. Yeah. You know, you ain't see all the shit they did leading up to that. That <laughs> right. didn't work out because the shit didn't work out. Right. You know, you're right. Like we had mad opportunities. I think back to my career, just like. People say, well, how did you know Soul Position was going to pop off? I said, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I, the reason I didn't know is because we were doing so many music, so many records back then. Think about right. how many records we were doing as Weightless. Yeah. We were doing Greenhouse records, Iska Bibble records, mm-hmm. Group records, Logic albums, yeah. Blueprint albums. Uh, we were doing everything. Yeah. Weight rooms, instrumental albums. And then I had a Soul Position record with RJ. Mm-hmm. All of these things I was doing because I was just like, I'm just going to be prepared. <laughs> just ready for when some pops. Some pops, I'm ready. <laughs> right. 
I'm gonna be ready. Right. I didn't know what was gonna stick. So right. we just kept throwing shit. I didn't know that was sticking. And when that stuck, naturally I had a 1988 in the wings right. because I was just creating, creating, practicing my craft. So I tell people, opportunity means nothing if you're not prepared for it. So prepare for the opportunity. Yeah, I got three records ready this year, dog. See, you know what I'm saying? You've been behind the scenes. <laughs> working. 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 That's what I'm talking about, Hell man. Yeah. Working on that heat. Yeah. You know, this is, and we'll, we'll get into this one. This one is probably, this might be the, uh, I don't know if this is going to be the last one, but this is number four. Okay. This one is okay. So you, you went through your first four joints, right? You done, you done analyzed your relationships. Right, right. Okay, that's my man's right there. <laughs> that's my guy. You know, you seen the angles. Oh, my man's know them. My man know them. Oh, I need that. And he does that. And I provide this. Oh, word. Yeah. That's the angle. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Number three, you done started preparing. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Maybe I can do it now. Maybe not. But I'm going to start working. Let me right. get my blade as sharp as possible. Right. You know, didn't have to get ready because I stayed ready. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> right. Right. And so this is number four. After you've done all those things, have no fear. That's so real. That's, no. that's probably that's that's probably the hardest of all of those. Yes. You know, especially when you're seizing an opportunity in a place where, you know, either you've done before or you've never done, you know, because I've toured, you know, the country multiple times, multiple years. But having a booking agent and really going out and really, you know, putting myself in a position where I'm under contract for an extended period of time. Yes. This is something that I'm investing in and putting my time into and saying, like, no matter what. I'm going to have this opportunity at my disposal and I'm going to use it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And it is a scary thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because especially me having a family and, you know, tour money, it ain't always, you know, regular. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like that. You know, it ain't like a day to day, uh, you know, a nine to five where you got a paycheck coming every week. You know, so it is definitely me and my wife stepping out on a limb and having faith and not having fear and having faith in me and my talents and faith in, you know, the person that's going to be doing our booking. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of faith involved in that. Straight you know? up. <laughs> Straight, Straight up. up. But yeah. you know, the, the blessing too for you is that, you know, you're a married man. Right. You're not afraid of commitment. Right. <laughs> you know a little thing about that. <laughs> a little bit. A little, a little bit. something about commitment. Yeah. You know, long-term things and building things and maintaining things. So that, that part is really dope, you know. Mm -hmm. I think um, one thing I would definitely want to point out about this is that the reason some people uh, have fear when these opportunities present themselves is because they have not put in the level of work mm -hmm. that builds confidence. Right. They're not prepared. They're not prepared. Yeah. They know subconsciously that they're not prepared yeah. for that opportunity. They're not ready. They know. You know you're not ready. <laughs> you know you weren't ready to go on that stage. Right. They may not admit it, mm -hmm. but they'll 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 subconsciously act that way. Mm -hmm. The fear will come out. Yeah. They'll avoid that opportunity. Mm -hmm. They'll say, ah, you know, I don't really want that. That yeah. ain't for me. Yeah. You know, ah, that person is, you know, I don't know about them. They'll come up with excuses, right. subconscious reasons for not taking advantage of this softball that's been lobbed over the plate for them. <laughs> right, right, right. All because they know they haven't prepared. And, you know, as we said in three, there is no substitute for practicing your craft. No, not at all. None. And practicing your craft is not just something you do with the end result in mind. You have to look at practicing your craft is what gives you confidence in your craft. Yeah, it does. People think that there's a show. How do you get so confident? Well, my confidence doesn't come from any other process other than putting in the time. Yeah. That's it. How do you become a good writer? Because I write. 
all the time. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, I write. Right. You know, how do you become a good photographer? Because I take pictures yeah. all the time. And it sounds so simple when yeah. people say when you say that to someone. Yeah. But it really is like that. Well, Print, how did you how do you blog so regularly? Because I started blogging regularly. Yeah. How do you start writing books? Well, because I just decided to start writing. Yeah. And writing gave me the confidence. Mm-hmm. I, I I broke it down into small pieces. And because I broke it down, okay, let me just write one blog. Right. Then one blog turns out, okay, let me see if I can write one blog a week. Mm-hmm. Then one, okay, let me see if I can write four to six blogs a month. Mm-hmm. And when you take it there, then after you do that, you have so much confidence, you do that for a year, two years, yeah. three years, five years. You just start going in. You start going in. <laughs> you just go in yeah. regularly. All of a sudden, a book doesn't look like this mountain to you. Mm-hmm. It looks like a molehill. It looks like actually what you're already doing. Right. You're just preparing yourself yeah. and your confidence is high. And that's why I say you can't take advantage of opportunities if you have not put in the work. Yes. And that is what stops you from doing it. You, you get this fear. So if you want to take advantage of opportunities without fear, mm-hmm. prepare yourself. Yeah. Practice. Pr- practice your craft, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I like use it, using sports as an analogy. The people that are the best at what they do are the best because they put the work in. The reason that Kobe Bryant was Kobe Bryant is because Kobe got up two, three hours before his teammates got up and started working out and started shooting around. Yeah. And then after shoot around would stay another couple hours after and shoot, you know, oh, yeah. a thousand three pointers or, you know, whatever he would do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Doing all that stuff. The reason LeBron James is like he is because yeah. they Steph put Curry, the work. Same Steph. thing. Yeah. They all have these uh, these habits yeah. that are publicly known about how they're practicing at crazy levels. Right. And preparing. Preparing. That's mm-hmm. all they're doing. And, and people think that, no, no, the game is won in practice. Yes. It's not one on the floor. Nope, the floor, what happens during the game is just a reflection of who's put in the most time prior to that. Every now and again, it might not play out like that. Somebody might might get lucky. But overall, preparation is reflected in, is, is what what has the biggest impact on the results. Yeah, always. You know, so if you're not having results in life, mm-hmm. if you're not, you know, taking advantage of opportunities, if you feel you're not seeing enough opportunities, mm-hmm. chances are you're not prepared enough. Right. Once you're prepared enough, opportunities start popping out. Yeah, of the Yeah, you see them motherfuckers everywhere, everywhere, <laughs> bro, everywhere. And, like, and you know, just from me starting to work on with the camera more in the last year, mm-hmm. and, and some of the projects I've been working on, I haven't talked about them yet. But this started coming about once I came out the lab. Like, yo, I've been studying this for years. I've mm-hmm. been practicing. I've been doing this. Then people started seeing my work, and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. You know, I got this for you. Right. I got this. You, you want to work on that? this? Yeah. 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 There's never, I don't feel like there's a shortage of opportunities anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like the opportunities that I have are a function of how much I practice my craft right. and how prepared I am to receive those opportunities. Yeah. I completely agree, man. You know, that's why I can't wait till this album come out that I'm producing for myself because they're like, oh, you made those beats? You preparing for that yeah, opportunity? Yeah, preparing for that opportunity, <laughs> dog. That's why I was like, nah, I ain't going to sell no beats right now. Yeah. I'm just gonna get this album right. Yeah, opportunity is gonna come and knock it. It's true, man. It's true. <laughs> get my craft. Get my shit sharp. Yeah, man. And that was that was the that was the last one I had. Oh, man. so we had four instead yeah, of five. Yeah, four instead of five, man. Yeah. But you know, I had another one, but it was kind of overlapping one of the previous ones. Okay. And plus, that last one is just so. It's just so it's, good to end it, on. Yeah, so prophetic. No fear. It's like uh-uh. no fear. <laughs> Partner. Word. You know, so, uh, you know, I'll read them back. We'll go from number five, number four to one. Number four was, I'm sorry, have no fear. You know, that means basically seizing an opportunity is a function of how confident you are. Right. You lack the confidence. 
you're not gonna see or take advantage of the opportunity. You lack the minerals and vitamins <laughs> now. Okay. Yeah. Uh number three, prepare behind the scenes. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Uh put it talking in, about practice? Yeah. <laughs> Don't be the AI of life. There's only one AI. We're talking about practice. Not the game. Not the game. We talk about practice. Practice. Hell yeah, I'm talking about practice. Yeah, we talking about practice yes. on this podcast. Yep. Practice your craft, man. <laughs> Repair behind the scenes. Number two is see the angles. Yes. You know, be able to look at situations that other people see as problems and try to find the underlying opportunity. Yeah, in there. Everything has multiple perspectives. Straight up. And if you look around you and all you see is problems, it's highly likely that you're viewing life with the wrong lens. Yeah. You, you, know. you are the problem. Yes. If, you're, if all you see is problems, you might you're be the, the problem. problem. Yeah. And, and, and it does. And the question becomes, well, if I'm seeing problems and a lack of opportunity, how are other people becoming successful in this environment when all I see is is, is, is a lack of opportunity and pain and, and, mm-hmm. and, and bad things happening? You're the common denominator. Right. You owe it to yourself to take a step back and say, you know what, man, maybe I'm not looking at this right. Right. You know, how do I take advantage of these situations? You know, people keep calling me, asking me for advice on this such and such topic just because I said such and such. And I'm tired of them calling me. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should be advising people. Right. Maybe you should get paid to do it. Yeah. Might be an opportunity. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of you being annoyed. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Straight up. You see. And that's how it works. It's just a simple change of perspective can allow you to see uh you know opportunities and seize opportunities while they're there that was number two word and number one analyze your relationships yes that's so big analyze them man sit back take advantage of the people you know who are good at things because your friends are going to help you come on if they're really your friends you ask them for, yo, how'd you do this? Yo, I need help with this. Yo, I need a t-shirt printed. You print t-shirts. Yo, can I get a deal? Come you know on. what I'm saying? Or shit, I just want to yeah. get t-shirts. What you yeah. charge? You do you know? websites? Word, I need a website. Yeah. Simple. Let's make that happen. Yeah, it's simple, man. And as we said, you know, your net work is your net worth. That's so real. Your network is your net worth, man. So those of you with little ass networks, <laughs> your net worth is mighty low, partner. Get your Build network up. up. You know, oh, get your shit. network popping, man. You know, and uh, that's that's the top four ways, man, to seize opportunities, man. Word. And uh, I hope people got something out of this. Yeah, I think they will. You know, a lot, a lot of a lot of bars in here, man. And uh, bars. I think it's very important at times, you know, when you when you look around you and everyone is unhappy, to realize that. In life, those are the times when people are winning. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at like anyone out there who's familiar with the stock market. Mm-hmm. This is a good example of it. You'll know that those people who do the best in the stock market make their money while everyone else is panicking. Yes. Everyone else sees the stock market dr- drop and sells and sells. Mm-hmm. And those who make the biggest gains make those gains by taking advantage of bad markets yeah. what everyone else is oh the real estate bubble burst All right. it's an awful time to buy a house get out i'm no. about to go buy five houses <laughs> <laughs> well they cheap as hell exactly yeah. you see and and you're prepared you run into that burning house right right while another person is thinking oh man this is awful we can't we can't it's awful no 
because you were prepared, because you took advantage of those relationships, you saw that this bubble was actually an opportunity. Yes. And those are two of the biggest industries in the United States. Yes. Housing uh, uh, and, and the stock market. And you think that the same rules don't apply outside of those. Yeah. If you believe that the problem might be you. Yes. You know, and, and so most businesses are built when things go bad. They're built out of problems. They are. Yeah. You solve people's problems. You'll be rich forever. Yes. Straight up. I think that's how we should end it. That's it right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. So, yo, we see y'all next week. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. that nobody know about. I mean, super duty, tough work. <laughs>